commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grace Condack, and you're listening to Core World News, your Holland News Service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, the new segment rundown for May 15th, 2022. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's only one game. And now, your host, Ben Grant Adam, to share all the latest developments from the galaxy far far away all right thank you very much yeah. rex uh great to be here again uh, another later edition of core world news um thanks very much for tuning in good to be here with grant and adam um doing our thing um we are going to primarily be talking about uh this most recent star wars comic book run on uh, marvel the star wars titled uh run it is fantastic and we'll get into that in a bit but first we do have news um as grex mentioned and uh it's video game news which is you know my favorite <laughs> i think we have a title for the new jedi fallen order uh game that may or may not be coming out in 2023 yeah um it's, yeah. It was Drum kind roll. of a weird thing, right? It was like a, a journalist who had some inside information. I think the last name was Chubb. Uh, and, Grub. Grub, thank you. Oh, and so is this a rumor or is this like an official announcement? Not an it's official announcement. Not official, oh, okay. but it seems pretty likely. Does that make sense? Like this is there a are whispers person and, around the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, Grub had this, uh, I think it was Jake Grub. Is, if I'm, I'm Jeff. Sorry. Jeff. You're getting All so right. close every time. Well, at least one of us knows what they're talking about here. Um, yeah, he he opened it up on Twitter for people to guess what the name of the new game would be. Uh, and someone got it right. And he was like, you got it right. Congratulations. That's it. And it yeah. was uh, Jedi Fallen Order or actually Star Wars Jedi colon Survivor. Yeah. 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 The games are the Jedi. The series is called the Jedi series. So the Fallen yeah. Order was the first game. game. This will right. be survivor which is it's inspiring again this sort of like stealth mechanics and like like yeah. kind of a cloak and dagger systems that i'd want for a jedi in hiding you know what i mean like I, I hope we get some stealth i hope there are crowds i hope there's like a lot of ai you have to deal with that's not just you know stormtroopers trying to you know blast you it's, it'd be nice to interact with like you know, non-combat uh, NPCs in, like, a Star Wars game. Like, I think that'd be really... I think that's why we love Star Wars, is sort of the adventure aspect more than the sort of combat. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we get to sneak around as a survivor. That's dead on. I know Adam and I are both like, nope, we never sneak. No. We go into nope. a game, lightsaber, yeah, like, burning, and take all yep. comers. But <laughs> yeah. that said, you're... I never thought about this before, Grant, and I'm glad you said it. You're right. It, it does feel a little one-dimensional if you don't have that aspect where it's like, no, in some circumstances I can be overrun and I don't, you know, yeah. I need to have a stealth element to what I'm doing. Also from a storytelling telling standpoint, based on when we assume this is going to take place, you would expect more stealth. And it's, it's a weird, I kind of think back to Fallen Order when I'm just like running around with a lightsaber, force throwing, sabering people. And I'm like, it's weird that in this galaxy where like Luke Skywalker <laughs> is running around, like other, there's no other Jedi. There's suddenly this like ultra powerful Jedi just like, killing swaths shredding people yeah yeah i mean that was the force unleashed that was mm -hmm. it we're just like 
you know, one yeah. man entered. You were, no- you were depowered and- some in, in Fallen Order, though. It felt at more first. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do get quite powerful, and like they're like, you gotta be able to get a double bladed lightsaber. Yeah, and then you start Everyone taking down ATSTs like they're nothing. Yeah. You get good at it real quick in that game. But yeah. Maybe you did. I don't know. It took me a while. Sorry. <laughs> well, that took a while for sure, but yeah. once you get there, you do. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You just like grab their missiles and throw it back at them. Yeah. Now I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah. but the, I remember that first time you, you encounter one, it was like a it was like five or six tries to get to get right. there. Yeah, there's something very iconic about facing an ATST in a video game. Yeah, like just that you you can't get around the fact that it's extremely intimidating. Um, and yeah. unique to the Star Wars uh, galaxy. The other question that was kind of floated in some of these other blogs is that we know this is the Jedi series, but are we getting a t- continuation of the Cal Kestis story or is this just going to be an anthology s- series? Because mm. it's survivor singular, which is interesting. I see. I was hoping for like, I, for me, like I was hoping you Marin would be playable in the second game. Cause yeah. I just want the Marin led story. Or like, it would be fun if you could do Cal or Marin and do like the death of Mary, the sort of like the, the, the magic um, of Dathomir with with Marin, and then you could do like Force with Cal Kestis, different skill trees, all that sort of stuff. Like it would be fun if you could, like the you could actually argue, you could actually make it fun for two playthroughs. You know what I mean? Have a, have encouraged two playthroughs of the game, one one as Marin, one as Cal Kestis. I think that would be fun. It'd be I mean, smart. I, yeah. I thought about this at the end of the last game, and I think we we talked about it when we reviewed Fallen Order a million episodes ago, but um. I was thinking that actually the second game, if Marin was the primary character, makes a lot sure. of sense, right? Because she is not a trained Jedi. She's a, but a Death Mary witch. But it would be like, so that that would be the new, like, sort of fun aspect of gameplay is that you have these witch powers. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but you're also ranking learning through your yeah. you know, learning from Cal or from whoever you're encountering. Um, but again, if this is the I Jedi think. series and this game is called Jedi Survivor, um, Right, right. I That's have not to think what we're just going to deal with the Jedi story. We're, we're going to continue where Cal left off, um, having found that sort of like archive database of all the Jedi survivors, I guess. So all the survivors, or, right? So. Right, yeah. Or are you going to be played as one of those survivors, right? Because, yeah. because and is Cal Kestis not going to be? Because here's, we've been talking a lot about gameplay mechanics, and the thing that's going to drive me nuts is if I'm continuing to play Cal Kestis and I have to start back from zero. <laughs> yeah. Power wise, and how are you going to tell that story wise? You're going to have right. some clunky thing where he just l- loses connection to the force again. And has to what if you just, it's just what if weird. there are more force battles right away? Like the battle, yeah, maybe um, yeah. Malachi or whatever that guy's name was. Like that was, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a pretty difficult battle. If you yeah, just it was. make it more like Dark Souls and add more force battle elements uh, mm-hmm. to, to the game, yeah. you could do something where it's like the seven broken Jedi you have to like seek throughout the story. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would love to go to distant worlds and find like a Jedi that's kind of exiled themselves there and is in hiding there. And yeah. and like each one is different. Like that would be a, an awesome game. Like I would yeah. love that game. I would love that game too. Yeah. I mean, they could make it from an uh, entirely different Jedi's POV and sort of ditch Sari and Grease and Mira and all that. But yeah. uh, I don't know. That wouldn't be as fun. There, I saw some rumors, I think probably just for the sake of clicks, uh, that you could be Obi-Wan because that happens around now and he is a that's, survivor. Yeah, that's kind of the leading. Well, 
Remember the game did flashback like. sequences. Yeah. You there were flashbacks to when you were mm-hmm. training as like a Padawan. Yeah. yeah. And you played Order 66, Order 66 and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It was Rough. I think you could argue yeah. that was some of the best part uh, you know, yeah. of the yeah. game. Yeah, it was super uh, compelling. Yeah, I would love more of that and even more, you know, uh, attention to set piece and sort of not just intimate character stuff, but like huge set piece moments that are flashbacks and short, you know, little stints of gameplay that you yeah. then return to your main story. You know, that would be that would be fun. Yeah, um, totally. The, uh, the other thing is we don't have a specific release date. However, earlier this week, EA did say that they would be releasing a partner title at some point during the first quarter of next year. Um, so a lot of the rumor mill is thinking that's... That's what it is. That's what this is. So that would be sometime, you know, between January and March of next year. So not that far away. Um, yeah. And uh, they're only releasing it on next-gen platforms. Yeah, that was my biggest bummer because I'm like, oh, now I actually yep. have Gotta to Gotta get a PS5. <laughs> yeah. I tried yeah. to find one. I found some, like, really shady website. I think it yeah. was called, like, Grophub. Yeah. Uh, which I fondly nicknamed Grope Hub. And they're like 400 bucks <laughs> if you want one. Uh, you sure. can wear one. And like, we're, we're shipping internationally wherever you want. And I was yeah. just like, nope, not going to nope, do that. I know. Not going to put know. information it's... on that website. I'm just kind of similar as how I do my other collectibles is I'm, I'm just, I'll just find one in the wild. You know, some, <laughs> it, I'll day. just keep wandering. It'll just be there and I'll just drop an you enormous can... amount of money. You can spend $700 no. and buy one at walmart.com, you know, or 700 yeah. bucks. But no way. I'm not paying more than retail price. I'm sorry. Can't do it. <laughs> From a retail, secondary. like, distributor. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, every time I walk through Target, I just peek because I think people aren't looking anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you just never know when you're going to walk in there and it'll just be like, there you it is. Think. What, has it been out for two years now or something? It's like. Yeah. It's There's still a shortage this year. And yeah. Um, yeah, that the most games will only release on the the new the next gen the cur- the current gen now, which is yeah. like, we're like two three years in. It's it's sad I, that, but it's not just us that are facing that problem. It's like, well, if they release it only on next gen and no one can get the next gen, you know, two years out, then it's like, well, maybe yeah. your idea is flawed. It's going to limit their distribution. I would buy one today if it was on sale, but. Same here. Uh, I'd buy yeah. the game today on if it was on sale, but I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't have the console and can't I mean, get the console. You would hope now that they are getting this point where there are there are specific, only titles like first run titles that are only available on next gen that the supply chain stuff would be figured out. Because at least like My- Miles Morales, which released, you can de- you can still get the PS4 version of that. You know, you can get the the scaled down version of that. But yeah. like, yeah, all the other ones you could do both. And honestly, I'm still enjoying my PS4 just fine. Ah, uh, same here. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West it, looks great. Yeah, it plays great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Yeah, there'll be a PC port, so I'll wait for that personally. But uh, I, I I'll probably play on PS5. Um, I'll probably yeah. allocate one for that game. I think it might be the killer app for PS5. Like Horizon right now is the killer app. Like I I, I I do think it's worth getting a, a PS5 just to play for Horizon on that console with like you know highest yeah. res uh, graphics everything. You're making me sad now. Yeah, but um, but that's the thing is like then I'll spend twenty dollars yeah. to update all my like games that I want to you know Ghost right. of Tsushima and all that. But Jedi Survivor like that would be fin- that would be great to play on a PS5. Honestly. Yeah, I hope so. Because I feel like you know I mean, Fallen Order uh, Fallen Order looked pretty good. 
and it was pretty playable and it was it was, it was fun but i i felt like lucas arts sorry but like you they just weren't as high quality as the best games out at the same time as yeah. the games are released and fallen order is pretty good but like you said it doesn't have a stealth mechanic it's not you know well, this was respawn though and respawn and lucas games which is separate. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i'm just saying like generally i'm underwhelmed by the like level of technical playability and looks from star wars titles as compared to the field that's out at the same time yeah uh, you know they just feel like they're just still you know i don't know they're making good games but not as good as the other titles actually battlefront 2 is the exception that, that was sort of um that was right up there with all the other first person shooters uh of the time but um anywho yeah yeah i mean i i I do think that that game was pretty good. Like, I do like it a lot. I do like that it was inspired by Dark Souls and, and sort of God of War and, and some of these great third-person action games. Yeah. I do love the combat. I thought the combat was super felt super good. Like, yeah, I'm compelled to play that game again just because the combat controls felt really, really good. Yeah, uh, no, I love the game, and it was fun in and of itself. I played it two and a half times now. I'm still sort of chipping away at I'm only yeah. 60% completion. I, I mean, I, I think we all just want something that's not on rails. I think we want an open world game and we want to interact with like yeah. an actual city and sort of live out our own book of Boba Fett where we're, we're a time, you mm-hmm. know, Tatooine, which is like and interacting we... with all these factions and gotras. Like that's all we want. It's really it's... like simple what we want. <laughs> and we actually kind of got that in the Lego game, which is like, again, Legos will always have an asterisk next to me. I'm like, just give me my people. But it, I mean, they did a good job. You were like pseudo on rails, but like within that whatever city you were in, you could go wherever you wanted, and there's little adventures to get into and all sorts of trouble that you can do, um, which was bold considering it was following in like all the main stories of the the feature films. But right, that was that was it was a taste. It was a taste of what's to come. We um, yeah. So that's video games. Let's talk about the comics. Do it. All right, welcome to another edition of Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Uh, we're going to talk about the Star Wars main run. Uh, we're about halfway through the Crimson Rain arc, but they're splitting it up. So we're not going to, so we don't have to talk about 10 issues in one sitting. So we're going to talk about issues 19 through 23 by Sewell, Castiello, Rosanas, Rosenberg, Cowles, Paz. Uh, Burrito and Lobridge, or Lobridge, I should say, excuse me. They were fantastic, as always. Sewell killing it, as usual. And these first two episodes are issues. Oh, man. Guys, Groundwork, this is historic work. This is historic work. Like, I feel like one of the Grand Maesters from Game of Thrones. Like, this is is a real story for the ages right here. Like, we are getting... We're actually getting an interaction between two different eras of Jedi in this uh, 20 issue 20, I think, uh, after 19. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much going on in these the, the first two issues here. And then the the next three after that that we'll cover are like an incredible war espionage film with one of the best villains ever, which is. Yeah. Sewell's yeah. just a master class in storytelling. Um but we'll cover it all, I guess. Like, want to go 19, 19 through twenty three, just in order. Yeah, and I think I think a good way to talk about it is, is kind of as you mentioned, uh, Grant, is that really we have too many arcs? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, 
Can we talk about episodes yeah, let's or issues with... 19, 20 together and then 21 through 23? Let's do that. I don't know if we'll ever get out of the first two issues, <laughs> but we'll try. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to so, be tough. Dangerous turn. Me, it's a dangerous turn down. we're taking right now. Yeah, exactly. So let me break this down for you. Luke decides, you know what? The fourth is force is calling me again. I gotta, I gotta level up as a Jedi and learn some more about the force, which I'm like, you know, go on. And so there is he literally a line are, where he's like, I need to find a way to finish my training and soon. <laughs> like yeah. exclamation point. <laughs> and I was like, yep. wow, that might be the greatest Luke line I've ever mm-hmm. like that. It just felt like classic film Luke. And Sewell does such a great job matching voice uh, with Vader, Luke, Lando, yeah. Han, Leia. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's you. I really feel like I'm watching the movie that that didn't happen. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, and Luke did just suffer a pretty grievous loss to to Vader. He was just sort of smacked down and realizes he's not ready for that matchup yet. So he's like, okay, I gotta, I have to to learn more about the Force. And uh, apparently from an earlier issue, he and R2 found a list uh, from the Empire of uh, of Force Hotbed, according to the Empire. And it mm-hmm. was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, ten planets long. Um, and so he's just ticking them off and, and he's going to go through them. So he starts sort of speed dating Force planets. Um, yeah, that's a great interpretation. That was my read as well. He was like, uh, nothing here. I'm leaving next, next planet. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, yeah, I thought that was yeah, great. That's but, impossible to get to. I'm out, you know, cause the empire all has presence here cause it's their list. So they know, but um, I did love these... the scene with Il- Ilum though. I did. That was yeah. eerie and fast. Like, honestly, the this, this story, I just love the pacing wherein we go to Ilum and then Luke gets out of the X-Wing, walks around, their star destroyer is just suspended in the, the sky above, and it just looks desolate, and, and Luke's like, I can sense the Empire's killing this planet every day. Like, every day, yeah. the Empire kills Pain. this planet a little more. And I was like, I love that line, and I, this moment needs to be canon. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's great. Slam gap. And and does same thing like goes to Lothal, right? Lothal. It's yeah. so nice to see Lothal for a second, and just like I can feel there's something here as well, but I can't tap into it, right? And I'm sure, yeah, it's just, yeah. Which is funny, and if you've one watched the Rebels series, which takes place mostly on Lothal, you know, like you need a master and an apprentice to open the um, the temples that are there, right? So that's and, and that's a Lothwolf just perpetually saying <laughs> doom, like <laughs> as. <laughs> All these people to move. Preferably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if only he had run into a loath wolf, then like, who knows where his adventure might have taken him? Maybe into the like multiverse. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And he. But he keeps on going. Gets a little frustrated. Finds. Uh, actually, has a little. Has a little luck. Right. Runs into someone sympathetic to the Jedi. Um. What was his name? Oh my. Yeah. Not... Colby. Col- Colby. Yeah. Col- Colby. 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 Collie, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's spelled kind of like the dog breed, so he was Collie to me. Such a cool character. Oh, it tie again. Sewell is uh, uh tying this this story back to a previous issue of Darth Vader that he wrote, um, uh, with the Kurak Imphila, uh, mm-hmm. Jedi Master, who yeah. basically was a sort of like left the order on like this this bearish vow, and then fought Vader in this sort of like epic, I think, two parter. 
So um, it was that guy. I was yeah, wondering. It about... was that guy. Yeah. 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 Way back in 2017, um, Vader, Darth Vader run two through four, I think. Yeah. And, and he saved Cully and his family's life um, to fight Vader. And uh, and then Cully is now helping Luke out because he's like a Jedi. Help me. I'll help you out. And then he he leads Luke to the to Mount Passable where um, Kirak Imphali actually, I guess, was meditating in the, in the Vader comics. And so, like, you, we know that mountain from a previous issue. And but this time now it's like the Imperials have taken over. There's like a there's now a, a stronghold there, and there's we find out there's like a temple in the mountain, and it's hollow, and uh, there's like endless like an endless labyrinth, I guess, within there. That's that's mm-hmm. so cool, and I was like, that is yeah. awesome. I and it's still being excavated by the Imperials. Like that was that was so cool. Yeah, and we get an amazing there's- moment with Luke trying to get into that or deciding how to get into that that yeah. restricted area right like we get that that moment he turns on his lightsaber and he's like well i could just cut through them all like i could just go down there and kill them all right like there's that amazing moment yeah. of him having to take a beat right and yeah tosses lightsaber to r2 knowing that this is not a job for a lightsaber right and he's worried great. about that part of him taking over yeah and, and it, it mirrors what he did ultimately in how he rescues han he's like I'm not even going to take my lightsaber. I'm going to just be the will of the force without my lightsaber and um, and and get the job done. And this is uh, a, this is and, right up here. And for listeners, this is a new lightsaber. This is the yellow lightsaber that he attained, I guess, in the earlier yeah. issues of this 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 run of Star Wars. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, he doesn't bring the lightsaber. That's pretty cool. We we haven't talked about the Jedi mind trick like aspect. Yeah. Of this story which is i think central uh yeah he starts the issue trying to mind trick a few stormtroopers um down to in was it um it's is it still on this world or is it on um was it on i think it was one of the previous i think it was our i think it's our previous ones he tries to use a jedi mind trick with his new cybernetic hand and like has like a flash to the surgery and the pain of losing it and the sort of like the phantom pain of it, I guess. And, and yeah. sort of like can't use the Jedi mind trick at first mm-hmm. and fails. And it, it was kind of a, a strange beat where I was like, what is it? What, what's the message here? And then at the end of the issue, Luke uh, does a successful Jedi mind trick. Yeah. yeah. And who's to say he used his hand or not, or what aspect of him, you know, he used for that, um, that moment. But I guess that he didn't think about the pain that time he was able to, clear his mind of that the pain of uh being you know having his limb chopped off right super powerful moment man like it was just he was like in that instant he was just thinking about his like oh this isn't even a real hand this is never gonna work and that moment of doubt shattered the mind trick but yeah i mean there's a lot into that it talks about where he is and his like mind and this is an awesome beat and Um, then and between yeah, and and between when he throws his lightsaber at R two and goes down and tries another mind trick, we get a full page right. of just of Luke meditating, right? Like Jedi yeah. meditation, which is just such a great. And there's an amazing, like I almost both of both of my co-hosts currently have behind them uh, scr- oh, stills yeah. from the comic. I am so lazy; I never do that. But I was gonna actually, if I had done it, I was gonna take the one of him, the meditation. kind of just blue force meditation of him. Oh meditating. yeah. 
which yeah, which um, mirrors we we see Vader meditating, mm-hmm. um, and it's all red and gloom and like and uh, and like lava and you see his like missing yeah. limbs are a different color and all that. But this one, it's like it's Luke sort of Luke's form levitating above an ocean, um, mm-hmm. and which parallels Yoda's teachings being like. Think of the force like a, a great sea and every right. movement through the force causes currents that affect other things. And I, I, I thought that was an amazing metaphor. Yeah, the waters, ripples, currents sort of yeah. lecture was fantastic. Um, yeah. And again, uh, Luke only goes to on this this hunt or for I guess. Um, well, I guess we'll have to spoil. I guess we're going to spoil this issue at 19, how it ends. But what Luke attains in this issue is he attains a Jedi holocron. And yep. when opening that Jedi holocron, uh, who other than Grandmaster Yoda appears? Yeah. Master <laughs> yep. Yoda. Yeah. It's just like getting that, like, you know, box yeah. of Cracker Jacks and finding the prize you already have. Yeah, right? it was crazy because it was like, <laughs> He, he it's like th- this takes place after empire he feels like his training is unfinished he feels like he's just lost against his his own father who's turned out to be this <laughs> phantom you know murderer for the for the evil you know empire he battles um he uh he's like he's he, he thinks he needs to learn about the jedi any way he can and and he thinks maybe he he wasn't advancing as fast with Yoda. I feel like, and that's it's kind of like the subtext of this issue almost. Like mm-hmm. it's not on the page, but it's like you feel like he's rushing to learn as much as possible. But like Yoda really was the best, and if he really takes the time to consider what Yoda said to him in the moment, like he really has everything he needs at this yeah. point. Right. I feel like right. if he just yeah. if he just you know ruminates on what yes yeah. he's he's not far from that same kid yeah. on Dagobah, right? Still anxious and wanting yeah. to rush right and right. patience you know, no patience, patience never, such never in the now yeah. yeah but there's an amazing luke moment uh when he successfully does the the fine trick to the tomb stormtroopers and asks them to show him he says thank you <laughs> like he thanks them <laughs> which i just love that little touch i'm just yeah, thank that's you. a very mark hamill thing yeah to, to do um yeah, I mean, to me, I was like, no, kill everyone and take all that stuff. Like, I just wanted to see what they were pulling <laughs> out of that temple. Like, a whole yeah. temple of stuff that for years they've been, like, working on this stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, that that was a bit of a tease. It was sort people. of ingenious, though, because I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he'll then have to go within the, the substructure and find that, like, prized artifact, bring it out. Like, he was yeah. like, f- bring me. Your, what's the best one? Your most yeah. valued artifact. Like, yeah go and then he had to go get it and bring it back. i was like this is a great use of mind trick it's a perfect use of mind trick yeah. Yeah. and again Sewell's a master of sort of stratagem and we see that later well in the last three issues we'll talk about we see mm-hmm. a lot of strategy and it's cool it's really cool stuff i, I think just and we'll get to it towards the end but that's Sewell's has a lot of strengths and one of the biggest strengths is that he can write jedi mysticism right next to just a war story Right. right. And like he yeah. is just such a great voice for Star Wars for that reason. He gets all those elements and can work them right. all you really get, well. You get mysticism, you get the mm-hmm. force, you get mm-hmm. lore, and then you get battles and tactics. Like we had the pillar about battles recently, and this was a perfect example yeah. of like uh Star Wars Wars in the Stars, like the battle tactics yeah. 
and the naval like and it's not a hard cut either it's like beautiful transitions between the stories between the characters like there's there's never a lost beat in terms of a graphic match cut or a sort of like a way to connect panels a way to connect ideas and, and internal thoughts you know like the panel we'll get to it later but Kess Dameron right. sort of staring into space we'll talk about it later it's yeah. literally like the yeah. coolest use of comic paneling I've seen in a yeah. long time yeah I just I mean we talk about how many like great comic book writers are and they're great but like to me name a better Star Wars writer than Charles Sewell I'll wait no I mean if you're just saying yeah if you're if you're saying that way like the best writer oh, Star day. Wars writer I can't have a better one. No, he just talks about it. He gets yeah. every element. Claudia Gray's fantastic. Yeah. You know, she always does amazing things. And like, but I, I don't know. And I, yeah. I love Lucino. I think he does things well. But like, yeah. you know, like the like to get the, the subtlety that Sewell gets um, yeah. is like that really touches me to the core and like taps me back into all the things I love. And like, granted, he gets to work on a lot of the original trilogy stuff. So he's got a, that's, a yeah, that's a trap, man. Right. Yeah. Like like because because he is so constrained. Right. And and, right. and you have to get a pitch perfect because there's no wiggle room. Like if you're working and this is not to downplay the work of others, authors. But if you you have more freedom, if you're working in the higher public or something like that, right. yeah. to tell a story that's a little different or do something with a character that you're not known because you're creating those characters whole cloth, which is why I love those stories. But these are established yeah. characters. You're writing between two movies that we know where they start. And we know where they end and they can't go any different than that, but still having to be compelling and move those characters forward in some way. Like it is, it's a, it, I mean, it, it is like a magic trick watching him do this. Stuff. I, I just, yeah. uh, this is my pitch. I know people are listening that matter in, in Lucasfilm. I'm just sure of it. Uh, yeah. I just like, give me a feature film and whoever, you know, director you tap, give me Rick Famuyiwa with Charles Sewell as the writer and yeah. like, let's go. Yeah. Like that. I, I think that that would be a dream team combo. hundred percent. Live action. It's also, for, for yeah. Film. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd back that. Um, what's also crazy in this issue is Akbar says syndicate war has erupted or like, a, there's now a syndicate yeah. war. There's a syndicate yeah. war. Yeah. Is that the first use of syndicate war? Because I don't think I've seen that yet. And the last time I saw that was on Twitter when Jonathan Kasdan. Yeah. We did at least like those few, 42 like, facts for about... different. Uh, crime gotras in the Star Wars galaxy, like different syndicates, and yeah. said something about the syndicate wars was being planned and all this sort of stuff. And then I haven't, I don't know if I've seen him in the credits for like any of this sort of this stuff yet, but I'm wondering if we get if the syndicate wars get more play. Yeah. If, like, you know, if Kira comes back live action in some capacity. I think a lot of this that was planned for the Solaverse is, is getting used now in the Mandoverse, right? We're seeing a little bit of it yeah. in Book of Boba Fett. We're seeing it now in the Crimson Rain. So I see this whole run currently in the Star Wars main run comics very connected to what's going on in Boba Fett. I know they're six, seven year difference, but I think I think a lot of what's happening there is set up here. Yeah. All right. We've got more of these comics to talk about here. Yeah. We haven't even really gotten started, to be honest with you. <laughs> no. All right. There's one thing we just we spent an hour uh, translating uh, Arabish before the show. <laughs> so I, I would be amiss. So yeah. before when before Luke heads out um, and R2 is displaying this list of 10 planets in Arabish, um, three are crossed out. But I, we, we looked up all of these planets for you. So in case you're reading this comic, these are, this is his list. And it's uh, so it's it's Jedha. 
Temuis, T-E-M-U-E-S. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Lothal, Arishar, Aldolim, Tython, Brighthome, Chespia, Ilum, Deveron. All right, yeah. those are the ten. Um, these are these are places where there are ancient Jedi sites, or yeah, this Jedi is his list or working on yeah, or collections of Jedi artifacts. Okay. Like Brighthome is like is a High Republic, or uh, it's just a Republic. Um, Was that space where he got his lightsaber? No, uh, no, that's I don't know. No, no. Right, almost the bleeding of the crystal, correct? Yeah, in the Jedi <laughs> in in the uh, Vader run where he had wow. to right, that took place right after Episode Three, he had to go find a Jedi to get a lightsaber to make it bleed. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So there, a lot of them are they are callbacks <laughs> and Easter eggs from other comics and yeah. you know movies too. Obviously, Jedha's there and Ilum, but the only ones we see in this are uh, Ilum. And uh, Arishar and Lith yeah. all. No, uh, Zepho. Yeah. What's that? Zepho no not Zepho getting a lot of play him. after no <laughs> Fallen yeah. Order. Yeah. About surviving Order 66, but also ancient aliens with that use the Force in dramatically yeah. different ways and seem dark side. Yeah. <laughs> at all. What a <laughs> weird mythos yeah. in that game. It's great. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Um, hopefully we explore them again. Uh, that was the only part of the game that felt a bit Star Trek esque yeah. to me. I was like, "Oh, I'm exploring an ancient." Uh, mm-hmm. It's like almost like anthropological. Yeah, I was alright with it, uh, but totally it was cool. It was it, cool. it was it was cool. a little Indiana Jonesy. Which it was I'm just like I was just about. expecting surviving in like the streets while like you know searchlights yeah. are on you. Yeah, yeah, but no, <laughs> the lore. That's my favorite flavor all the time. Yeah, so agreed. Put me in a Jedi temple and let me decipher old runes. So this next issue, I'm sure we'll get through real quick. Not a lot to talk about in issue uh, 20 of uh, Star Wars. Uh, but it, so it, it, oh, yeah, really yeah. my favorite issue in the it, longest It's amazing. Time. But it starts, with, it starts with exactly where we left Luke looking, reading, going through the holocron. Uh, and we get a return of whiny Luke real quick, right? Yeah. Just sounds super like a top hit. That sounds like a top 10, you know, yeah. like going through the holocron. <laughs> <laughs> But like, feels like he risked all this, all this work, all this time, and got a holocron recording of basically everything that uh, Yoda had already told him. Yeah, too good. Um, yeah, yeah, because he throws it up in the air and he's like, "Forget this thing," and then it explodes with like Yoda saying one more message and sending him <laughs> to this, this. The, he's talking about virgences, where this is like mm-hmm. incursions in Marvel. This is like a new like buzzword for sto- the story devices yeah. here, which is virgences, which are these planets, much like Dagobah, where it's like just, uh, I guess like, f- like fueled by the Force and sort of, I guess, uh, sort of emanating with Force energy. Yeah. It's sort of a living, breathing embodiment of the Force, the planet itself. Um, yeah, and, and he the name-drops a few planets. Yeah. He yeah. name-drops a few planets for us. Yeah, well, yeah, and one in particular he had not heard before. Do you, do you, either of you know the other names? I don't have them in front of me. Well, I, know I think he, he mentions... Jedha. Yeah, Jedha. Jedha. Well, I think he mentions also yeah. the... Is it the Jedi Temple on Coruscant? On Coruscant. Like he He's like, on Coruscant, Coruscant was built on a, built on a virgin, so the, the temple was built on, like, a virgin. And, a, dark, and he, a dark side. But it's a dark right. side. Right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a dark side. Where is... I mean, where is... I, honestly, maybe that's the, 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 the device they should use to go back in time, is when was that a Sith Temple? 
go there. Yeah. I don't know, do but that. like it's it you is canon. I mean? like, they keep mentioning it. I'm like, where's yeah. that story? Like, yeah, <laughs> show me that That's story. A good way to go back, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we get a little bit of it in um, Dooku Jedi Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, they talk about it a bit there, and that's pretty much it. I think yeah. we, we don't get too many. I always thought the Jedi trials were like you know underground in like these kind of like cyclopean stone labyrinths with like yeah booby traps i always thought the jedi trials were like this really difficult thing you had to do as a jedi and i've like kind of never seen it you know yeah because they always keep just being like oh whatever you pass you know like in the air i'm like no i need to see like acrobatics and like yeah mental that's right that's kind of the thing ben it's like the only time we ever see it in in any form is that it's during war. Like we see it during the yeah. Clone Wars. We see it during now a little bit with the higher public, but it's always just like battlefield. Like you mentioned, like battlefield promotions, right? Like you've proved your yeah. metal, but like, no, I want to know, like, how is this institutionalized prior to times right. of war? Right. You do right. get in Jedi Fallen Order. Speaking of Jedi Fallen Order, you do get, to its credit, you do get some really fun, like sort of Jedi danger room like trials. Yeah. Jedi yeah. Trials it's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's not the trials. And I'm trying to think if we ever see it. I thought like Ahsoka was going to have to go through some sort of trials. But and I always thought the trials were like, it's like a, you're jumping over like an abyss. Like it's yeah. it's dark. Like there's no bottom to what you're just. <laughs> right. Well, didn't you always right. think you it was more survive like the, the trials? You're like don't make it. I always know? pictured it more like the, I mean, and I'm sure this is how George pictured it because as we learned, everything is from dune is that it's from like the Bene Gesserit, right like it, it's yes. it's it's like it's like it's a it's a it's a mind test right like it's yeah. a test of yeah. one's mind not really right. one's strength right yeah yeah it's what they're doing actually and I, I just finished wheel of time and they actually i think it was sanderson was the one that wrote it but um they, they you know they they actually finally showed the trials to be a um as Sedai, mm. which um i i think it took them like 13 books that's good i'm like good i'll find out in 12 books yeah yeah don't worry (laughs) about it it's coming it's Um, coming but yeah and um that's exactly you know what uh goes through is what i was kind of imagining for them in case there's any real time folks out there i'm sure there are um Um, should we we talk oh so then he gets the he learns about these planets that are virgins you know yeah (laughs) let's circle back to where we start here right and there's one he doesn't recognize and it's yeah. the living sea of Gazian. Yeah. Living sea of Gazian. And he's like, what's that? Yep. And so then we, we enter a horror story. Yeah. So he goes to Gazian, the Gazian sector, and finds the planet and lands somehow on something. Why is that there's a, like a landing dock right there? Like, yeah, that, don't worry about that. Don't think yeah, you hard about that. Just amongst <laughs> mushrooms like that. Yeah, mushrooms that awesome. Luke thinks he's just going to walk on top of for yeah. some reason. <laughs> but meanwhile, guys, notice that's called just a quick, quick check. Talk about talking yeah. about like testing your mental like, awareness. Uh, yeah. Would you step off that platform onto yeah. that bed of mushrooms? Because no, like, no, that's a giant. That's, note that's called a those... living sea. Who yeah. walks on <laughs> seas? No one. It no is one. a bad a decision. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, he's like, no, this is going to work out great. And it, it's like a person that sees like a lily pad and they're like, that looks stable. Yeah, I'll go step hold me. <laughs> yeah, you can know? we talk about how he just Frost. falls through immediately? Like, it just like snaps <laughs> and he's gone. Like, right into no, the he map. took like one step on the mushrooms he and did. I was like, is he going to do a thing? And then I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the like, world. Does everyone fall mushroom. right there, by the way? Does everyone take that one fateful step? I mean, Yes, yeah. based yeah. on what we see, yeah. yes, that is where everyone goes, which I don't know why, but yeah. But like the yeah, they put a landing pad there just to, 
Yeah. Yeah. Just to draw people in. And then we get this like full kill zone page of him like sinking beneath the mushrooms and like his eyes rolling back in his head and his like face getting all weird. Ugh, it's it's upsetting. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. all red and looks like like synapses. It's kind of yeah. like, like looks like thickets of like vegetation, but also like synapses within the brain. Like it's a and all red. It looks like kind of it's like blood almost in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really does. Um, yeah, it's the world's worst mushroom trip. It's just like, what if you just did the nesty plunge into hallucinogenic mushrooms? Yeah. Uh, but kind of what happens, and then all of a sudden, poof, he's in sort of no space during this weird sort of forced trip. And uh, he runs across a stranger. Yeah. Um, and we know this stranger because we, we sure are do. readers of the High Republic. And so if you're not readers of the High Republic, good news. We're going to tell you who he runs into. Yeah. Uh, Elzar Man. Yeah. The man. Man. The man. Yeah. The man. Yeah. Uh, um, so cool. Like that. It's awesome. He's here in this it, issue. Yeah. It It's one of those things where, you know, sometimes it can feel like, you know, you're like cross promoting things and doing everything, but it just felt like organic to me. Like it didn't, it didn't bug yeah. me. Like I, like I love the fact that we're having this cross generational conversation between Luke and Elzar. Like I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Is is Elzar the Luke Skywalker of the High Republic? I think he's hmm. the Qui Gon of the High Republic. Yeah, Qui Gon is is closely related to Luke. I think so. Right. Yeah, right. we. I would say there's a similar. There's there's similar. Well, thinks that Luke is more Qui Gon esque than anyone else. We talked about that last week. You're right. right. Um, yeah, but Elzar's a little cockier, right? He's a little yeah. like. He's almost Obi-Wan like in that way. Like he's a little jokier. Like he's got yeah. a sense of humor to him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. So we get more. So this is Elzar Mann. He's one of the, you know, big three from the higher public um, as it started um, with Charles Sewell's, you know, had the first inaugural book there in that run uh, for the higher Republic. And um, he's an interesting character. He's sort of like a free jazz force improviser and he's always right. learning and always trying new things with the force and trying to use the force in different ways um and he's kind of he's a little volatile and because of it it's because he's a little loosey-goosey and he strays a little close to the dark side sometimes um mm-hmm. so he's an interesting pull but like we just get a really nice version of him i mean he is a cool guy like he's constantly like in meditation trying to understand more and um he can't yeah. it like that but it was just such a cool conversation between yeah. luke and elzar and, and also and, gives him some sage advice. Yeah, and real quick, well, let's get into that. But before that, I just want to say, like, I just as like what's happening here discussion is that mm-hmm. basically in the living seas, anyone who enters it is imprinted. Yeah. And their imprint, which is basically like a scan of their brain up until the moment they leave, lives there forever. If so you, you can, leave. If you leave, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that big if a little bit later. But like But it seems like it's an imprint yeah. of not just a single memory upon which that you had while you were there. It's like your consciousness. Your, your yeah, consciousness. Yeah, up until that point. The, yeah, your entire life. Like network. It's like yeah. Yeah. It's a hard copy like backup, yeah. a time machine yeah. backup of your whole everything yeah. to that which, minute, which is skip so to cool. the end. That means there's an imprint of Luke just sitting there now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. A a dumb look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was not, not your best. Luke, that was the but... that was the one. I thought that was a really successful kind of horror note in the oh. storytelling. Uh, yeah. We'll get <laughs> there. Like, that was awesome. It was, yeah. like, he, so he sees himself and he just goes, "Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like ugh." It's like, oh, he's like, oh god. 
That's when you have to leave. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like, gotta go. Yeah, bye. It, it, and you know, Elzar's like, I wish you could stay longer. We could talk about so many things. And you could. You could talk to Elzar Man forever. Right. Well, I mean, he does talk to him for quite a long time. What's What makes perfect sense about Elzar talking to Luke is he's he's kind of arming him with the, the advice he needs for that moment, which is the to hold on to the Jedi dogma like lightly and to just see it as like a framework for like using the force and, you know, using it, utilizing it, uh, without safely, you know, without her harming anyone. That's sort of what he hints at with Luke. And I was like, that's what Luke is bringing into Mando. That's what Luke's bringing into all these new stories that we're seeing Luke. Uh, you know, he's, I would say that he has now become this sort of the, pa- the ultimate pacifist Jedi, and and it holds on to the Jedi doctrine lightly because it's it's dangerous to be too stringent with the yeah the too dogmatic yeah. yeah yeah and the cool thing is, is we don't know which Elzar man we're getting or when like yeah. maybe he's the one we've already seen or maybe this is someone in the this is a version of him in the future and we don't know what's transpired since then well um, he did say at one point they talk about the Jedi Luke talks to him about all the Jedi he's he's known throughout his life which is so yeah. cool he's like. Yoda, like he's like he's like for the first one who taught me was Obi Wan, and then he and then Elzar is not familiar with Obi Wan, obviously, and but when he mentions Yoda, he's like, oh Yoda, Yoda was old old in my day, like he must have been how how was he when he was as how cranky, how cranky crossy is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious, yeah, um, that was a good beat, that was cool, like and this, there's something really poignant about that too because Yoda uh, more than any other character kind of symbolizes like life to me and like the way he connects across people's lives is really cool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And Ben kind of going back, I, I don't know. Like part of me hopes that this is a later Elzar man and we're going to get the, too, his yeah. version of the story and get him talking to an even more ancient Jedi, like right. in his mushroom trip. Like that would be amazing. That would be yeah. great. If you got the parallel part yeah. of that story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be so wild. Or like time works differently. Like somehow the network, the, the mushroom network can, send consciousness back in time as well like that would be really cool but i don't know Um, but we get a we get an amazing kind of retelling of of the jenna history that you know grant alluded to and it's right behind you ben and 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 it 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 was really just well done and it made me really hopeful i know that sounds like a weird moment but sometimes like if you think about like the jedi we're exposed to in all nine movies We've never seen like prime Jedi, right? We've seen them at the tail end in the prequel. They're gone in the original trilogy. And we see the possibility of the early stages of their rebirth. Right. And and, and like, so it's just always like, but where are they? And we just get this thing. It's like the Jedi are what the Jedi are needed. What's needed of the Jedi are what the Jedi are in any given moment in history, which is kind of wonderful. Yeah. So this is my, if I don't say anything for the rest of the podcast, I want to say this because, and this is also why I think Sewell should write for features and write for everything because he made the universe bigger and we'll get to this pillar soon. It's like honor what came before, you know, and presage what comes after and like always expanding, right? Always making it bigger. And two things. One is that like, he's like, oh yeah, there's all these artifacts. We're not even going to see those, but we may see them later in like the, in the various temples that he can't get to. But it's just like our cup filleth over. Like, don't worry, this is going to be huge. But I'm I'm going to read this page because it's great. Yeah, it's him yeah. talking. This is Elzar man talking about the Jedi, and he's like, the the order tends to be what it needs to be for any particular time. Sometimes we're warriors fighting forces of evil. Sometimes we are teachers bringing the light of knowledge to the galaxy. Sometimes we govern. Sometimes we do the opposite. 
drawing inward, studying the four sense mysteries. Sometimes we explore. Sometimes we do all of those things, and sometimes we are carved down to almost nothing. Those who are left must bear the responsibility of being one last bit of light in a galaxy filled with endless dark. And so that just, so that's one page. And I was like, yes. So these is like, these are all the different things. Jedi can be anything. There isn't just one ultimate Jedi. I know like Adam, what you were just saying. And I agree. It's like, let's just see like the Jedi be cool and not all dying all the time and not being this like whittled down nothing of light. Um, you know, and uh, but it's i want to see them like govern like yeah i want to see all, all of these, these right things. like yeah I, every single one of these and that's what i love about this page is it makes me feel better about the jedi we see that yes. are told to us in those nine because that's where the jedi are and that's what was needed it seems like a it's a it's it's i mean to me it almost reads like this sounds so weird but we're at the moment of like you know so you need a controlled burn sometimes right for new growth to occur and we were at that moment of just needing to it sounds horrible because we lose so many Jedi we love, but we needed this this kind of culling of the Jedi to get them back to where they need to be. Like I, I want this, like I want this as a poster. <laughs> like as yeah. just I just love this page so much, and just the, the I'm glad you read it out because it's written so beautifully, and just the very simple, you know, couple of four panels just is yeah. everything you need. Yeah, about the history of the Jedi. Yeah, the one that's behind me now. Maybe this will make the video. Maybe it won't. But it's some Jedi talking to some humanoids that are three times the height of them mm -hmm. in a in a yeah. like Greek pantheon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's wild. That's wild. Yeah, they just messed with scale. That was enough. Yep, it's great. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's great. It, yeah. Grant, do you what's have any thoughts great... on that? No, what's also great is that uh, Elzar is like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I want to know what happened to the Jedi. If you're searching for the last vestiges of like. Uh, you know yeah the order like what happened to them in your time like i that sounds terrible it sounds like I, it's, it sounds too bad to even you know learn about because it's, it's gonna be tragic yeah. um yeah. and it is tragic and yeah that we talking about the whittled down jedi order i mean that's what we have that's what we've inherited that's what the stories have pushed forward with and the sequels we still don't get the temple like i almost think we do need to lighten up the the galaxy a little bit and get a temple going and get a yeah. sort of Avengers of the star Wars galaxy going with these, with this new kind of cadre of Adawans, yeah. like something fun for just the masses to just latch on. To. Yes. Like I feel like yeah. that just needs to happen soon. So I think right. it has to, I think if star star Wars wants to keep expanding and, and be a giant franchise, it's got to do something like that. It just has to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe this is soul meta presaging that like they, uh, you know, there needs to be a Jedi Order. The role it plays can fluctuate to almost anything, but there needs to be some organized force users that are there to, you know, help protect peace or just, you know, be conduits of the force to the masses of the galaxy. Right, because you get, you get name-checked here. You get Darth Bane name-checked. Yes. We haven't oh, seen the Sith. Right. It, it hasn't, it's been eight centuries since, you know, we uh, took down... Um, the Sith Lord, Darth Bane. Darth you know, Bane. Like it's named, he's name-checked. So, and to me, that just means, like, that is, I think, maybe the war that might generate the most intrigue for, like, fans. Like, yeah. I honestly think a House of the Dragon sort of Game of Thrones-esque show might be the best way forward for Star Wars and for yeah. Darth Bane and for that era, honestly. Yeah. Because there's, it's Jedi warfare. It's Jedi-Sith warfare. And so... 
I don't know. To me, that that calls for like a really grandiose. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were thinking about with Benioff and Weiss. You know, like maybe that was going to be their thing. But um, I'm pretty sure they're fully out of the picture now. But um, yeah, I I totally agree. And there was in that Darth Vader thing, there was I talk about meta. Like there's a really meta moment where he's like, oh yes, where we you know we vanquished Darth Bane, and and Luke goes, now we're talking, and he's like, no, there's too much, there's too much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't tell you all that. He's like, come sit with me. Yeah. <laughs> and just like lectures him further about how this is just a framework and he needs to calm down. Yeah. Elzar is great in that in that regard. And I think he's perfect for this this sort of moment because he again, I think he's equipping Luke with some pretty useful um, teachings. Yeah. So uh, then he's like, yeah, there's a lot of people here. All right. There's a lot of people here like you can say and talk to anyone. We're always here for you. And he sees Yoda down there and Yoda's not dead. So he must have visited at some point. I think Qui-Gon's there. Qui-Gon and young Obi-Wan, based on what I'm seeing. Um, oh, okay. So maybe that's one of their adventures. We might see Yeah, that you do see Qui-Gon. You see... Um, Avar Chris. Uh, Avar Chris was there. Stellan Geos. Yep. Oh, Stellan was there. That's the other guy. Okay. Yeah. Stellan's in the background. Yeah. And then three could be anyone, depending on where Star Wars goes in the next 20 years. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. And um, then, like, I love the bit where Elzar's like, whoever said it's easy to be a Jedi, like being a Jedi is hard. Like it's, we always thought it was hard. Like there yeah. was never, we never a doubt where we thought it was easy, you know, like it shouldn't yeah. be easy. Well, you know? and the and thing is like, you don't have to be a Jedi. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. his big thing that to Luke is like, you don't have to do this. Like this is you, yeah. this is your choice. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool I stuff. Mean, from Elzar. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like just these panels and we're like, losing our minds but but, uh, but we don't just, just sit in the sort of like network of like shroom uh sort of like roots we we also like go to octu for a second like we see yeah. a tree on octu and for me that really hit me and like that was cool that was, i guess that's luke's first canonical time being in that environment right yeah theoretically yeah. right yeah like yeah. yeah um that was crazy this issue these issues hit so much harder if you really do parse through bit by bit panel by panel just because yeah take your time yeah uh, if you go through it fast and you're just like oh the new star wars runs great it's like you're not getting a lot of the morsels that are really there's a yeah. lot to dig in on and it's uh for me it's like i love going back through it all and and just me catching too. those things it's so yeah. cool yeah yeah i read these twice i read them when they come out and i do kind of a quicker read and then when we're about to cover them again i go through and really slow read Mm-hmm. all the issues in it it's just so rewarding to do that i mean there's just so many little things buried everywhere and speaking of uh octu and the sacred tree um when luke does finally wake up from his shroom trip <laughs> yeah he wakes up oh he, a field yeah, in yeah, gazian sees a yeah. lot of dead bodies in <laughs> like of dead people bodies. that have just yeah because you'd imagine you're like you know what i'm gonna just stay here yeah this is great What's your first instinct when you see like just skeletons like uh, ensnared in in roots and all around you and you're you're struggling to escape a network of mushrooms like what is your instinct <laughs> Luke apparently grabbed nearest item and I was like <laughs> what yeah. like okay yeah yeah he was like wait that looks invaluable let's go <laughs> And that is it, it, that is uh, officially one of the sacred Jedi texts next scene in oh, episode 8 okay yeah, I just googling to confirm. Yeah, it is. I get my visual dictionary out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we've got one. We've got one of the sacred Jedi texts. Yeah. 
It's one of the ones he's collected along the way. See, that's that's our show, man. That's our Luke Skywalker right. show, collecting the <laughs> yeah. texts. Yeah. Collecting the texts. I like that. It's uh, hard on the teeth, but yeah. I think it's your show. <laughs> Luke Skywalker colon collecting the texts. <laughs> it's a, it's number Luke one on his stream on WhatsApp. Yeah. Do we make it out of Luke? Do we make it out of Luke's story? Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's it. That's pretty He's, much it. We, that's the thing is like he gets this sacred Jedi text and then we're we're done with him <laughs> for now. And I'm like, yeah. no. Luckily no. though, we end up in a very good story. Like I remember reading this, and and the next issue came out. I'm like, oh man, oh, like we're not gonna yeah. follow this. And then, but then they throw you in the deep end pretty quick on this next arc. Indeed. Yeah, I was. I have to admit, I was kind of hoping this was gonna be five issues of Luke just yeah going crazy. But Luke uh, and Luke and the artifacts. Yeah, Luke and the <laughs> artifacts. Like, uh, Luke and for the artifacts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oof, I hate myself. And sold, sir. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get on to the next one. So apparently they're the uh Rebel Alliance decide they need to go on some side quests. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like that yeah. was it. They're just like, well, we can't do anything, but we have all these side quests we haven't done yet. Um, and one of Are them about is... trapped on a star destroyer. <laughs> yeah. Is that one yeah. of them we're talking yeah. about? That's, That's a level 20. Plot of these. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of them is uh, is is finally rescuing poor Shara Bay, who's been like yeah like forced into reconnaissance on um, our nemesis star destroyer, and it, there's a great yeah. shot of um, uh, Kess Dameron being like, "It's about time, right?" Yeah. <laughs> my, my, Wait, Kess Dameron might be my favorite character in these three issues. Like just I, rallying for his wife. Yep. Like, they're doing yeah, a great job through. with uh, coming uh, through for parents. his woman. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, um, uh, huge hero. And the, again, the parallel. Again, Sewell so good at this kind of like constant echoes and parallels to the films. To yeah. Poe's um, sort of a move uh, move to go against command and and do what he wants with uh, yeah. you know, a military operation or whatever. Um, like well, Cass does the same thing in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so that's so what we're talking about is like, I, I don't know, like seven issues ago. I don't think it was that long, but it feels like that long ago. Um, Kest, uh, is, 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 it's not, does, is she, are they married? I just can't remember if it's Kest Dameron or not, but it's Kest. Yeah, it's no, Kest yeah, no, they're probably not. Sharabay. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, also known as Poe's mom and, uh, and, and uh, dad. And dad. Um, so they, so Kest was part of a Starlight uh, squadron that we're right. running a op to go do something anyway. And they get separated and she gets stuck on Tarkin's will, the name of the star destroyer that was at, uh, the basically at the, um, first, uh, uh, death star. Right? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I don't have the, the general's name. Yeah. yeah Commander, so is... uh, Il Ilyana Zara. Yeah. Zara. Yeah. Commander Zara. And Elion, so, like, Elion Zara is that her name? And then that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, Cam Zara, that's exactly too, not not Admiral, which is interesting. And uh, she's like a war hero and renowned hunter, like hunter of not people, not like rebels, but entire fleets. She basically yeah. hunts down fleets, rebel fleets, takes down entire divisions, yeah. um, yeah. of of the rebel fleet. It's it's actually a really she's actually a really cool character. She's I yeah. think and she wears like the sort of like 
um, ATAT armored division sort of like armor when she like rides into battle when she's helming her star destroyer again the Tarkin's will and she was sort of yeah. she was it's like ISB agent armor sort yeah. of is it ISB agent armor it's so cool it looks um, like it yeah she's she's so, like Tarkin's protege right like that's yeah. where, where we met it, her yeah. it's like and she's Darth Vader but instead of a face mask she's just wearing some Oakleys yeah exactly yeah some red Oakleys and, yeah. and, and meanwhile Charbet is just hanging out <laughs> on her star destroyer like yeah. living yeah. sneaking like, around. around walls yeah yeah right in the if you've watched Encanto, yeah. she's like bruno basically yeah <laughs> we, we don't talk about bruno adam no we yeah. don't uh, let's bring some weird references into this um I'm sorry i have i have a two-year-old it's not a weird reference for me i've only watched <laughs> yeah, that yeah, i've yeah. only watched that movie seven times in the past week <laughs> adam's like you know okay what I yes my, my wife is telling weeks. me it's not a weird reference i was actually yeah. talking about what i'm go- i was about to say oh uh, okay which i <laughs> all right sorry i got defensive i'm a bit uh, punchy I w- i've watched it kanto seven times this week yeah i was gonna bring a whiplash reference in i don't know oh, so okay. like it, Ooh, i it, like it um this uh zara is essentially tarkin's best protege mm-hmm. right. but oh, like yeah. tarkin did nothing but like make her life a living hell her whole life but she worships the ground yeah he, he walked on until he was dead and then like you know is just hell-bent on on uh you know avenging his death and yeah, and, and it's great because it was it was a nice story turn. It's like, all right, we don't have Tarkin anymore, but let's make this female character be this like, you know, Tarkin 2.0. And yeah. that's what she is. Um, and yeah, she's, and a, she's a great villain. And scary. Like her yeah. tactics. And we'll get to her tactics in, in a little bit. They're yeah. impressive and devious. Um, but like, so we get, we get, like Shara is just basically so there's this main section of the Star Story that's just not functioning because as giant rips through it just from the yeah. explosion of the Death Star. So she's just living down there basically because it's just not functional. And and there's a scene at the very beginning where you see her basically wandering around other areas of the Star Story in a stolen stormtrooper armor. And and the main thought is like, oh, how'd she get that? And boy, do we find it because as a weird like like memorial for the fallen imperial soldiers they just left them where they lie yeah and there's a scene where you see her walking by these dead bodies and like there's stormtroopers but there's also imperial officers and i think it's too gruesome but like didn't this thing get blown up like a year 18 (laughs) months ago yeah and and she's walking around like like this is atmosphere like she's not it walking around smell really bad yeah it's 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 upsetting i looked at that and i'm like that's that's not that's not good yeah, yeah. But that's the she part did try of... to clean out her armor but she said she couldn't get the stench out of the helmet yeah oh yeah it's um, gruesome yeah yeah but yeah that was fascinating i actually think that angle is hasn't been mined yet like that angle is so cool like the sort of like imperial angle of like the rebels as sort of like guerrilla fighter terrorists and like yeah hollow reports that like luke and you know uh the 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 whole squadron like the fleet the rebel fleet are basically all just terrorists you know that that sort of angle and that sort of like they killed so many of us and like we all died and like we lost brothers and sisters and like you know so many people died after this rebel attack like that sort of angle is fascinating in a disney plus show that could show that sort of like the propaganda and the spin and like mm-hmm. the devastating authoritarianism that takes place surrounding that and like a street level and show you that sort of like the hollow feed of 
of these messages of what the the rebellion looks like on an imperial controlled right. We, we got a little bit of it in Lost Stars, the book. If you read Claudia Gray's book, yes, yes. There's, but I'm talking live action. Like I, I think like that's yeah. almost the last. That's almost like one of the live actions, and that's almost where I'd put the espionage movie. But like Andor, Andor's covering an interesting time. It's I guess between the the the, the prequels and um, the original trilogy, like like ten years before New Hope or whatever. Like yeah, it's probably um, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe even shorter than that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the burgeoning empire sort of area. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That's cool too. Um, but yeah, Shara Bay hiding aboard the this Star Destroyer was super fun. Love that she's sort of relaying intel to the the rebellion. Um, yeah, but it sort of felt like Interstellar, where like the message takes like days to get there or something. Something, like yeah, <laughs> it's a little or, unclear time yeah, wise. I, I also think there's there's a scene where you just have her like scavenging in yeah. a Star Destroyer by herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it just reminded me of Ray. Yes. yes. And it's oh, such absolutely. a great, it's such a great Sewell moment, especially because I really do think I love in Rise of Skywalker. I feel like you do this time jump thing and you get that now, like literally the last movie we get Poe and Ray meeting for the first time, <laughs> right at the end of episode yeah. eight. Just so weird. I know. And episode nine. And they were really trying to spark some chemistry there, and I was like, "It's too late. Stop." It's, it's too late. But <laughs> I, they did have the ke- they did have chemistry, not romantic chemistry, but chemistry in episode nine. I really felt like they had like they had yeah. gone through stuff together, and I feel like they were, became fast friends because I really do. There's a moment of like, I wonder if even subconsciously, like Ray reminds Poe of his, mom. his mother. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. comics are retroactively doing a lot. Right. A yeah. lot of the heavy lifting. There, yeah. there was a panel there where um, Shara is like climbing back down to her little like mm-hmm. hideout. And it's like completely mirrors yeah. um, uh, Ray on Starkiller, like, you know, uh, doing that climbing thing on the side of a wall. And it's, it's exactly there. And so, yeah. Her tactic sure was that's awesome, too. Like talking about strategy, we talked about, you know, like strategy throughout, like uh, Luke's mind trick. Um, we'll talk about Zara's strategy, but but uh, Shara Bay's strategy to break the Lambda class shuttle, like to basically like sabotage the shuttle so it's taking to a maintenance hangar and then steal it from the maintenance maintenance hangar with this piece that she's destroyed that yeah. she's taken. And she's gonna yeah. bring the piece back and just repair it herself. I was like, that's a genius plan. That sounds yeah. like a perfect. It's plan. really yeah. It's it was a good pretty plan, good, but tough, tough tough ending for sharp <laughs> well but that's the thing ouch. like it's it's such a great game of cat and mouse in that episode because you issue because you know that um you know zara commander zara is like you just you cut to her putting the pieces together knowing there's a stowaway basically right just like all these side eyeing like weird a hollow things. feed that's like a recorder feed of like i guess the two crashed a wings and then the x wings that departed and she's like right we counted for the one aiming pilot but the other one's still here and like She's like she's she knows that so it's like she basically has that footage running next to her as she's getting briefed yeah. by the officer who's worried there's a stowaway on board. She's like, "Don't yeah. worry, I know. Like, I know yeah. there's something here." And I've they do such a good job a... because you feel like if it was any other commander, uh, Shara would have gotten. A... They would never got away with it. She would have yeah. stuck yeah. out like any Star yep. Wars film. She would have snuck past like uh, you know yeah. lines and lines of stormtroopers. Yeah. And yeah, and Shara knows it's coming too. She's like, you know, she's sharp, like it's only a matter of time. Like, and then of course, um, they figure it out. 
So this is one plot. And then um, back on home one um, with the, what is left of the rebellion fleet, which is growing smaller thanks to Commander Zara, mm-hmm. um, we get a visitor. Um, another yeah. meetup between Kira and Leia. And Kira's got some intel she wants to barter. Crackling yeah. energy in the scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. She, uh, Leia felt like she was sort of uh, the aggressor in the scene, where Kira felt like she was sort of the mastermind character in the scene. Yeah, like Leia was like, "You're the reason Hans and Carbonite like Chewie wants to rip your arms off. He might just do that. He's gonna keep this dead <laughs> for a long time. Like, or he's like, you. what yeah. do you what do you want? She's like, but then Kira's very sincere at the end of the scene and being like, I want to give you this." information i want to give you this these tools but i also i also wish you succeed and i truly truly wish you succeed and like is with the rebellion and i felt for the first time kira is now solidified i think my trust and like i think she is here to use her agents to support the rebellion but also cause chaos as she said and i was gonna say oh good that it, that yeah. she's doing what she wants to yeah. do yeah yeah <laughs> she does she does say cause chaos and uh, yeah. i don't know like i read this more the more i read it is that they're to pass a line for now yeah no i, I get i get what grant's saying i I, mm-hmm. I mean i think she's still the kira that we saw from solo i know yeah. she's gone a long way down this path and has this mastermind thing. But I, I think she's inherently a good character that that wants to the yeah. galaxy. Um, but she needs power first and control and and has set up this incredible network of spies within the rebellion, within the Empire. Um, and uh, it's made for some really interesting reading through this um, Crimson Rain series. I agree. And we get this amazing scene. Where's where where Chewie just is has his bowcaster, his finger on the blaster, <laughs> on the trigger yeah. of the bowcaster, and he just I love that moment of just like oh, that's the true danger shooter scene, the hologram. Yeah, well, I, no. So uh, what I like about this because I read it twice because I thought we got a hologram, and I'm like, yeah. I do not want holograms like this in my Star Wars. It feels yeah, weird. Yeah. What was and they it? cut it's his mind. It's it's so there's a there's a later oh, scene. Okay, he's shooting against remote droids, and he literally says. um Chewie's been spending his time practicing assault on Jabba the Hutt's palace. He's visualizing in his head, planning his assault. He's even programmed training droids to act like Jabba's guards. So, like, Um, what we see is his mind. So it's not actual. Because I, I, the first time I read them, like, uh, no, this is not Star Trek. They don't have. That says he's right. It's a danger room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's been there before. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because he's like blowing away Boba Fett, and like boss comes around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. yeah. Yeah. I like when they do that stuff like that. It's comic. super. It's the visuals are awesome. Yeah, yeah that's cool stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah. Does man, that validate guys, the cover? Everything's better. Every, everything's better when Amel and yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. We get we get some Holdo. <laughs> everything's okay. better when Holdo's around. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think Leia says that verbatim. Um, yeah. She's like everything's better when you're around. There's yeah. also and, a scene. Uh, that was great. That was comforting. This is going to be so random, but there's a scene where they have Leia drawn next to Holdo. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Carrie Fisher was tiny and Laura Dern is tall. And like there's a scene where I'm like, 
they've got it's like she's got like a good foot on her at least yeah, and i'm yeah. like oh yeah that's right that's exactly how accurate. like all those actresses are but it's just you just don't see them right like in movies right. like that we're like oh man i forgot that yeah. yeah last jedi there's a couple scenes and that's yeah but you probably don't get the right perspective and, yeah yeah but um but most pivotal, uh, Kira does share the the whereabouts of the second division of the fleet, um, the Rebel fleet. Yeah. I guess the last remaining, the last fleet remaining that hasn't fleet. been hunted by Zara. Yeah, yeah, and that's where it all goes wrong. Um, and through yeah, a series of events, they end up the whole entire rebellion fleet versus uh, just Zara and Tarkin's will over the planet housing the last Rebel fleet. Yeah. And the Battle of Panesia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. the slaughter of Panesia. Like, right. it, it is. Yeah. It's rough. It is. Okay. It is real rough. It's like, this is like more Empire Strikes Back than Empire Strikes Back in some yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah. It was so it's dark. Vicious. Yeah. I, I thought it was a, honestly a devastating issue. Like, yeah. Best he's written. Um, I almost do wish we got a little bit more with uh, Rebel Command when Zaro's plan was unfolding, like those, yeah. making those decisions and how traumatic yeah, that is. Like, because yep. I was like, that's a harder decision than I've ever seen them make in all oh, yeah. like, of the films. Like, that's yeah. like, it was like a so, Sophie's that choice. Was a lot of uh, capital ships that were like plummeting. I was like, yeah. Oh, so they had to like, make some really dire choices right now. I want to run through <laughs> the 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 tactic here and, and follow me and, and correct sure. me wrong. Sure. So. Okay. Zara is so so there's the rebel fleet and then there's the rebel um um whatever on the planet the rebel base the rebel base on the planet rebel evacuation so, zone kind of area yeah on the on the planet so Zara takes the star destroyer starts basically doing a strafing run looks like it's doing a strafing run of the base right yes. so the diving into the planet's atmosphere. diving into the planet so the fleet is following her she then uses a uh, a ion blast to shut off the engines of part of the rebel fleet. So now they're of in the, the gravity well her. of the ships chasing her. Yeah, the ship chasing lowered her. in Atmo. They're now yeah. they're now caught. So in now Atmo. they are dead. So they are falling towards it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now that leaves Rebel Command the decision to they're falling onto the evacuation onto the evacuation. <laughs> so Rebel Command has to yeah. blow up yeah. and just basically yes. shoot down their own planes. Yes. So here's where it gets. That's devastating enough. Or, that or they could, or they could all evacuate, or some could evacuate, but, but then not their enough. ships would destroy. Yeah, all the it's like it's out. like you like that's the only choice. It's horrible. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker that just kills me. So Zara in the Star Destroyer waits till the last second to pull up, and then turns on her thrusters and just destroys Scorches the rebel base. Incinerates the rebel the base, base, like yeah. base. With so Star Destroyer thrusters. Nothing. So the Rebels get nothing. Like, they've yeah. lost the Rebel base. They've <laughs> lost all of those ships. It's yeah. awful and ingenious. Like, it yeah. is... It is it is the most... It's 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 the most tactical thing we've ever seen, I think, in a Star yeah. Wars. It was nuts. At least from yeah. the Empire, you know. From like the Empire, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maneuverings. Yeah. Yeah, it was dark. So it, and it, it seemed like they they kept back half the fleet to sort of protect. So it's like the yeah, I mean the the rebel fleet as we knew it just got cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. Also it's like those sinister little bits where she's like they won't even have enough time to evacuate their personnel yeah. in the fall. Yeah. 
to the planet's surface. Like these giant capital ships aren't going to be able to evacuate everyone before they hit the ground. And I was like, that's so terrifying. Yeah. And you're, this yeah. character is threatening. I was like, this character is truly mm-hmm. threatening. And I never want to see this character get a hold of any more technology, <laughs> any, right. any other ships, any right. other large star destroyers. The one counterpunch that the rebellion gets in is that, um, the, the, uh, Kess Dameron took some, a group of operatives onto Tarkin's will to rescue Shara Bay, which he does. And only those two get off. Um, but the remember the remain uh, remnants of the group decide to do a suicide mission at the, um, core stabilizers and blow it up and crash Tarkin's will. Yep. Um, but, uh, our nemesis, uh, commander Zara survives and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it gets. It looks like she got on a, a skate pod right before. Yeah, and then uh, she calls up Leia and taunts her to come fight on the ground. Like, yeah, warriors yeah. come out to it's, play. It's <laughs> an amazing. It's yes, exactly. It is an amazing final like panel because she's. It is. It is actually somewhat reminiscent of the end of Mando season one because she's just she's standing yeah. on top of. A skate, a skate pod. pod. Oh, it's very with idiot. a yeah. vibro vibro braid blade extended, yeah. with a gi- giant burning <laughs> star destroyer behind her. Yeah, yeah, it's hardcore. It's it's pretty heavy metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we'll see if it goes, and then we will get to see like Leia. Like, does she turn to the dark side and decide revenge is the best medicine right then? And like, you know what? Let's light this girl up. Or well, what would be cool here is uh, if Leia uses a vibro sword to fight. Zara. Oh, and then interesting. We might get. She's a little... like, I need to learn how to use a lightsaber, and then. We yeah, we might get a little like pre Luke train comic. Where's that? Where's Leia and Luke? That's such a simple. Leia and Luke. Where's Leia and Luke? On I think there's a lot of decisions, discussions, to deciding what's going to be happening in books, what's going to be happening in comics, and what's going to be happening in live action. And now that they've figured out the de aging thing, I think they're holding a lot back from ancillary materials. Though we are yeah. getting the uh, Luke Skywalker, Lando Calrissian, Ochi of Bastoon thing in book form. Yes, yeah. Shadow of the oh. Sith, yeah. which there's an excerpt of on io9, and they yeah. talk about a um, an acolyte sort of like yeah. rising back from the dead with yellow eyes and putting on this ancient mask. And, and has people a are like, lightsaber. Like seven sister, like a saw. Yeah. Like people Ooh. are like trying to guess who this character there's, is. There's going to be a red lightsaber we lightsaber wielding baddie in that book wait yeah. so is this this so it's a book and it's taking yeah. place before what years it's like why after... lando's on pasana i need to yeah know. <laughs> yeah why is he there like i think the time yeah. frame is 20 years doesn't after he, he own a planet or like a moon or something like i don't know he's up he's down he's owning moons he's owning cloud cities he's losing them who knows the millennium falcon to like i don't know in like like a personnel carrier on the desert world is like that's a downgrade like i feel like i feel like he would have a super rad like starship and i, don't I know. would hope so yeah, yeah i hope you get a lot definitely. of land because last shot was like the last lando heavy book and i loved that book and then it was great i just i know he we worked so well in novels like he's the character i want to follow in a novel more than most other characters i would say that's a really good point yeah he does just work really well in novels yeah he's been super fun in the comics too i miss the lando lobot um thread they had there for a while oh, yeah. i wish they picked that back up 
Lobot's still in bad shape, and it's like, please just like, <laughs> make Lobot whole for me. If, right? if there's one thing people know about our podcast is we loathe Dengar, but we stand Lobot. Yeah, <laughs> we love Lobot. I also love that we loathe Dengar. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, really, just Adam uh, loathes Dengar, she's and in we're the fine. Royal Yeah, I'm. He's growing. I like Dengar quite a bit. They give him all love the interest. Simon Pegg standalone Dengar movie. Like, let's I mean, go. I'll 100 watch it. Hunker plot. Is it a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, it's all different characters played by Simon Pegg. <laughs> Simon Pe- Pegg <laughs> anthology series. It's a one man show. Uh, that would be great. I'm in for that, honestly. Um, all right, that's this arc. Uh, next week we're going to be covering a, I think, an in depth character study of our my favorite Star Wars character, as bland as basic as it might be, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Um, just prepared because we are two weeks out from the Kenobi uh, live action series. So yeah, I think we're just gonna like. I'm going to dig back in my notes and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to defend my guy. And we're going to talk about Obi-Wan um, leading up to this series and then after the series and um, try and figure out where he's going to be in this series. Yeah, exactly. We're going to dig, try to, deep. We're gonna dig yeah. deep into Obi-Wan. Yeah, all that to, and, and maybe we'll lay down some of our most wild predictions for the show. Ben will, of course, win no matter whatever he says. He'll be right. <laughs> he is the, I'm, he's I'm, the, I've been hot lately. He's the Disney Plus whisperer when it comes to the Star Wars shows. Uh, yeah. But no, I think we'll do it. Let's do it. And let's uh, actually like let's write them down this time. Let's have a we'll have a little uh, spreadsheet going and see okay. where some points. Uh, we, we should dig out our old predictions. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, you guys yeah. want to kind of like guess where he's at in the show and what's going to yeah. happen? Just do yeah. a lot of wild yeah. predictions we see, and see what, what we see him do. What lines we hear repeated. Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, and as always, we will be synergizing from every media that uh, yep. Kenobi's been in. Um, so exactly. books, comics, there's a lot of Obi-Wan stuff out there. Um, so okay. we're going to just bring that all together for you and talk about everything we know about Obi-Wan. And you can guess for yourself, see what you think. And always you can communicate with us um, through the the socials. Uh, we're on Instagram. We've got Discord channel. Um, if you hop on Insta or Twitter, I think we have our link tree there, and that'll take you to all the mm-hmm. places hear the pod and um, communicate with us. Get that'll get you a Discord invite and all that. So, um, what a what a great time! We're we're living in a great place. Two uh, two weeks from now, we'll have another live action series of my favorite character. So I, I can yeah. hardly <laughs> guys. I've got to pinch myself wait. sometimes. I know. Yep. Um, it'll be great. So. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us this week. We will talk to you next week. And as always, may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 